3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: That's right. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm here as always with Ben, and Ben is the video writer, I think we've decided, right?
2: Yes, Oh, yes, good. I remember it. We have to put something down. The IRS is asking questions. <laughs> yeah, you could Well, like I said last time, I think, I think I mentioned you should be CEO or someone. Thank you. To, corner yeah. office. You, you do yeah. have a corner office, don't you? Technically... I do have a corner office. You do yeah. with a view. Yeah, with a yeah, nice view. I'm intensely jealous. You can always come hang out there, man. It's, there's always a <laughs> some, fun. Time. You know, sometimes I do. I feel like I'm bugging you a little bit. No, not at all. It's always a pleasure. It's a good it's, chance for me to ask you some questions anyway. Yeah, but, um, and and you brighten up rooms when you come in. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. That's yeah. No. 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 I seriously too too kind. It is a little. It is a little bit out of the way. Compassionate for me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but let's get right down to the nitty gritty here. Yeah, Um, there's been a lot of excitement about hybrid cars. You'll remember earlier, last week, or the beginning of this week, I had sent you an interesting article in The Economist about hybrid cars and electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. And then we had a little bit of a conversation about this. It was so good. We're taking it on the air with the podcast. Scott, can you tell me the history of hybrid cars? The history. Of, okay, so we want to go all the way back then. Well, it, how far back does it go? I thought it just went back to the uh, Honda Insight.
0: No, no, no,
2: way, way, way,
0: way beyond that. Really? Way beyond that. How far yeah. back? Well, actually, okay. If you, if you're talking a little, if you want to go a little bit further back than that.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: uh, the Prius was released in Japan in 1997. Okay. And uh, it wasn't made available here in the United States until around I think it was 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not going way back.
2: No, and that happens a lot with technology released in another country. It it takes a few years to get that, over that, here. That's right. And you're talking about the
0: insight, the initial insight model, where it had the uh, the, the skirts over the rear wheels, um, mm-hmm. bullet shape, real yes. aerodynamic, sleek looking car. That's what a lot of people think is the first think of as the first hybrid car. Uh, but that's that that's not correct. Um, it goes it goes like I said. It goes way 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 back. How far back you ask? How far back does it go, Scott? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I feel like I'm on an old game show or something. Um, It goes back to 1900. No, it doesn't. It certainly does. Okay. Uh, 1900. In fact, it might even go a year or two prior to that, I'm sure, you know, with development, et cetera. But the first time anybody really saw in public a a hybrid vehicle was right around 1900. Turn of the century. Turn of the century, yeah. Turn of the last century. And and again, that may be off a year or two only because... um, We'll get into it, but there's yeah. a technicality here that the first car that actually became a hybrid was initially an all-electric all car, and then later it was converted into a hybrid car. I, You know, I can't stand
2: the suspense, man. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get right okay. into it. Yeah, what I'm happened sure. with this car at the turn of the century? Well,
0: at the Paris Exposition in 1900, that's when um, Lohner Porsche uh, debuted a vehicle called the Electromobile. And the electromobile was—it was actually an electric car at this point, like, like the name indicates—and it had, which this is fascinating to me. It was a—it was a combination vehicle, a vehicle that was uh, um, designed and built by two different people with uh, with similar interests. Okay, there was a there was a coach builder by the name of Jacob Lohner, and he combined his uh, his idea. He he thought that um, gas-driven cars were were already like too noisy and loud and, and wow. a, a problem, right? And this uh-huh. is this is in 1900 or 1899 or somewhere in that era. He just felt that, you know, they're already causing too much pollution, which sound familiar? That's yeah. kind of what's going on now, right? He's a little so, ahead of his time. Yeah, way ahead of his time. So he's saying he, he combines efforts with uh, this young guy, young guy at the time, he's only 21, wow. Named Ferdinand Porsche, who, of course, we know founded, well, the Porsche company. Um, he he built tractors, built all kinds of things mm-hmm. prior to um, actually operating Porsche. Anyways, um, they combine efforts in I think it was in 1896 um, because that's when Porsche had developed these in-wheel in-wheel hub motors, these electric motors, and we had talked about those. We have
2: a podcast about that.
0: We do, yeah. You remember? So you remember that, right? Yes. That technology, as it turns out, goes well all the way back to 1896. Wow. I, I know. It's it's amazing how these things go away for. You know, a century, yeah. and then come back. Tell me about the electromobile. Well, the electromobile had the, the uh, these in wheel motors, uh-huh. and the um, uh, the guy Jacob Lohner, he mm. decided that this is a great idea. You know, he's g- he's going to give him a coach uh, that he makes because he's a coach builder. and He said, mm. "I want to I want to build a car that's an electric car out of these things." So they made it in the car, and, and um, they debuted it at the the Paris Exposition, and. Um, People thought, you know, what a fantastic car. This is great. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that car was that that Porsche decided later was that uh, they couldn't keep the batteries charged. Oh. um, Because it's an electric car. And there had been other electric cars in the past. It's not the first electric car by any means. Sure. Um, But this is what made it monumental is that Porsche decided to add an internal combustion engine, which was relatively new at the time, to his design to keep the batteries charged. So he, in effect, made the
2: first hybrid vehicle. Now, did they actually make this vehicle in a working prototype form
0: yeah they made more than a prototype they made um i think they made 300 of them by the time production was over uh but then what's odd about this is that the um uh, the technology just kind of went away i mean there were a couple other attempts that i can i can list off here if you'd like Mm but um really the technology basically went in
2: uh, just kind of dormant for about 100 years until it came back now can i you know you are getting so good at reading my mind when i'm about to ask another question (laughs) so first i guess we'll we'll get into the real pertinent question in a second but first what are the the rest of the vehicles that Uh, came afterwards
0: well okay if you want to go right through history i mean we've got uh the article on our site here so you can follow right along with me if you want Uh um so we got the 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 loaner porsche e- electromobile in 1900 and which you know later became the first hybrid electric vehicle uh, with the gas electric power then in 1917 um the woods motor company introduced something called the woods dual power which had uh, you know, the same thing internal combustion engine electric motor mm-hmm. um, top speed is around 35 miles an hour but it for whatever reason wasn't a, su- wasn't a success so um that one just went away um, again, that was in 1917. Mm-hmm. Then it was all the way until the 1960s, 1970s, when um, someone built a prototype um, hybrid electric vehicle based on the Buick Skylark, which is kind of an unlikely vehicle. Yeah, for that. But, did not um, see that coming. Yeah, and I guess the uh, the government decided to invest in it, but uh, then he ran the, the person who was designing it ran out of money, and the project was just left alone. So, Ouch. Um, 1970s, that kind of died away. Then in nineteen, uh, kind of in the middle of that, in the nineteen sixty 1960, in nineteen sixty eight, GM developed a vehicle called the GM five twelve, which was an experimental vehicle, and that was an electric vehicle that ran at just at low speeds though, and then used gasoline for high speeds. So oh, okay. GM had a hybrid car in nineteen sixty eight. Um, again, nothing really just ever came of that. It was just a, an experimental vehicle. Um, you'll find that all the way through this history, by the way and only a couple more here in 1989 1989 audi had a car called the audi duo and it used a 12 horsepower electric motor with a 139 horsepower internal combustion engine so um again hybrid electric Mm uh gas electric i should say and um they had several variations of this but again none of them really took off um in 1997 now this is when you know this is when the prius began to be marketed in japan so uh that's really kind of the modern era of hybrid cars really taking off is in 1997 and then in 1999 as you know the honda insight which mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier ben and uh it wasn't until about 2000 i guess it was near 2000 when toyota brought the prius to the united states but um it was a 2001 model that's where the confusion
2: was earlier so and now we have so many more hybrids oh coming yeah out.
0: they're they're all over the place now um Seems like every manufacturer has one at this point, but sure. um, it's probably not true. But um, it seems like you know a lot of concept vehicles now are are hybrid electric. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It just seems like the the technology is you know finally grabbing on. It's
2: staying around for a while. There's a resurgence now. Yeah. But the the immediate question that comes to mind when we're talking about the history of hybrid cars, and to be honest with you, I had no idea the history went this far into the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what stopped these vehicles from ever progressing past an experimental phase or an initial production line?
0: Well, some of them were just, they were just unreliable. Um, it wasn't, you know, well executed. Mm-hmm. So you had cars that were, you know, believe it or not, there were a lot of electric cars in that time when we had talked about earlier in the 1900s, mm-hmm. um, you know, 1917, that era. there were A lot of electric cars at the time and those were just more reliable at that point. And where you could just buy a an internal combustion engine that was also reliable at that point or mm. as reliable as you know they, they could be at that point in time and you know to, to combine the two and have these systems that don't necessarily work together they don't work well and it's kind of an unknown people are just a little nervous about it and you're mm. talking about production num- numbers of you know 300 for the automobile yeah. it's it's low production numbers it's not like today where they're making millions of these now um they're they're refining it continually uh not that every car is different by by any means but yeah. um just R and D is so much better at this point. Um, not that they didn't put an effort into it then. It's just that the technology just wasn't there. It wasn't available. They didn't have lithium-ion batteries at the time. You know, they yeah. didn't have um, the systems that we have in place now.
2: And we're still working on getting a decent battery.
0: Yeah, right? you know what? We are. We're still working on it. I mean, yeah. it's it's not a it's not a. Um, you know cut and dry thing to to build a a hybrid vehicle it's still difficult, of course mm-hmm. and we're still figuring it out it's it's still not uh, not perfect and I don't know if it ever will be perfect, but um, you can imagine what it was like more than a hundred years ago.
2: Oh sure I have this based on our conversations about weight and the first electric vehicles and stuff, I just have this nightmare vision of something that looks kind of like a Model T mm-hmm. and then this gigantic trailer behind it just full of batteries. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's probably not too far off. I'm sure they used nickel batteries at the time. Sure. And they were heavy, and, um,
2: you know, I'm sure they had
0: the same concerns as we do now with weight, and um, and they weren't necessarily concerned with fuel mileage at that point. They just wanted to be able to get, you know, know, from point A to point B and Mm -hmm. be able to come back without having any problem, just like we do now. um, Maybe they weren't as concerned
2: with weight as we are. Do you think you're gonna get a hybrid car in the future, mm. possibly?
0: There's one coming out soon that uh, there's a there's a couple of prototypes that look like
2: uh possibilities for me. I don't mm. I'm not sure exactly though. How about you? What do you think? You know, I have really enjoyed the explorations we've made of hybrids. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the plug in hybrid, history of hybrid now, and this technology is amazing to me. I'm still not sure yet i think the price has got to be right because you know how cheap i am and i think that the reliability is key yeah so we'll see
0: well the price thing that's that's probably the one thing holding me back because you do pay a premium up front for a hybrid car and we've talked about that also in the past yep uh how long does it take to get your money back Mm -hmm. from that initial premium based on fuel savings alone Mm -hmm. and um which
2: was really a i gotta tell you it was a it was a harsh awakening for
0: yeah, me. Yeah, it's a real eye opener, isn't it? Yeah. when you look at that, and if you if you really look at the numbers right now, uh, for me personally, not worth it. Um, mm. It sounds like you're kind of dealing with the same thing
2: in the future, maybe. Yeah, I just you know I love my Monte Carlo so much. Yeah, which mm-hmm. they uh, you know they uh, it's not the perfect car. I will say that as far as uh, fuel efficiency goes. Yeah, but it's just so cool. Yeah, I understand,
0: and that's the that's the compromise you have to yeah. you have to just determine. What's more important to you, fuel economy or, mm-hmm. um, you know, power, I guess, or, mm-hmm. or uh, space? Because a lot of these uh, smaller hybrid vehicles don't, newer hybrid vehicles, space is a concern because you're trying to build them smaller, more mm-hmm. efficient, lighter, etc. and you're not going to have the cargo carrying capability. You're not going to have the speed because you won't have a large engine. You'll have a smaller right. engine combined with an electric motor. Not that they can't correct that. There could be sports cars that are hybrid electric, and there mm-hmm. are um, yeah, sports cars. There's some that are that are wickedly fast. That yeah. um, because the, these electric motors, all of their torque is instantly available. Yeah, um, they can be extremely fast. They can be. Um, well, of course they're extremely efficient. But um, right now we're trying to keep them small so that you know the the uh, we listen to me like I'm manufacturing them. <laughs> but everybody's trying to keep them small so that uh, you know they don't have to um, haul around all that extra weight
2: and then they become less
0: efficient. Sure.
2: Yeah. You know what? But. One thing that we're talking about here is uh, we're verging on to, from the history of hybrid cars, to why people get cars with with certain features. And you know what? Before we wrap up this episode, I think this is an excellent time to segue into some listener mail. Okay, so listener mail. Check this out, Scott. We've got Doug from Oregon, uh, from Gresham, Oregon, who writes in to say, Regarding the discussion of cup holders and why they're so plentiful on newer cars... Uh, see the following article on psychological implications of these devices. He mentions his car was a 1988 Ford Ranger and it had no cup holders. Mm -hmm. As you had said, you've driven some cars with no cup holders. Lots of cars with no cup holders. So this article, which you can read on truthaboutcars.com is very interesting. I I checked it out, Scott. It's an anthropologist who's saying that people associate cup holders with safety, uh, with the ability to have warm liquids or food. it's very it's very strange, I don't know if I completely agree with it, but it's a it's a very interesting point. you know of course that car manufacturers spend a lot of time thinking about psychology when they make a vehicle yeah
0: i do i i, I mean I'm still shaking my head at this one I don't understand yeah. the uh the cup holders equal safety idea um yeah. but I do know that i mean I can tell you that you know minivans have a dozen of them or more right um, yeah my car now has 4 within reach you mm-hmm. probably have 3 or 4 within reach yes. right yes i don't i know that psychology has a lot to do with it i know that they want people to have um, you know comforts sure. um, everybody wants to be comfortable in their car that's a that's a major issue right now psychology i i just didn't have any idea that cup holders played into psychology in a vehicle at all. I mean, I, I well, can understand the creature mm-hmm. comforts, but I can't understand the psychology of a cup
2: holder. You know, I'd recommend uh, this. This uh, article is, is very good. I want to thank Doug for pointing this out to us, mm-hmm. because for our listeners, um, it's it's a very interesting angle. Now, again, as I said, I'm not 100% on it, but they do point out uh, how instinctual a lot of our emotional reactions are to things and how how subconscious these reactions can be we might not even be consciously aware that we consider you know a minivan with 15 cup holders less safe than a minivan with 23 or something you know <laughs> that's
0: sorry i don't mean to laugh yeah, I, b- no but no. i can't help it i just can't I it's can't, so weird though. it really is it's really a strange thought this yeah. is the very first time
2: i've ever uh, i've ever heard this theory mm. and so and me too i i'd really love to uh hear people check this out what they think about it interesting interesting idea yeah. And so to our listeners, again, uh, thanks to everybody who writes in. Uh, Scott and I both love listener mail. If you have a future suggestion or you have a question or you have something really neat that you want to tell us, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the homepage.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene, was good? But be careful.